0: Hey everybody, I'm Jordan Benson and today, I'm so excited about the person that I'm talking to, the Kristen Myers of Like Minds Dine. And if you do not know who she is, you need to be listening carefully, okay? Listening very carefully today, so that you can know who Kristen is and know what Kristen is doing, okay? You, you need to make sure we know this. Kristen, what's up, girl? Hi, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people about Like Minds Dine. Like, what do they need to know? What y'all, what y'all be doing? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Like Minds Dine
1: is a live entertainment production company. We specialize in live events, which involves music, any type of live component to it, festivals, concerts, award shows. That's really our specialty and that's pretty much the department sort to say that i worked in at bet and that's what i fell in love with and that's why i knew
0: i wanted to really brand my company so yeah for background kristen and i know each other from bet like a lot of years ago we not finna age ourselves but you know we we not uh new to this we true to this i'm gonna just we say not. that we not so new. chris like <laughs> It's easy for us to, like, be in our lanes and, like, climb the ladder and stay within the companies. What made you say, I need my own?
1: You know what? When I moved to New York and when I started as a PA, I I always knew I was going to have my own company. My dad called me. I think this was, like, my first week maybe in the office. And he's like, I know you're working at BET. Like, and, you know, that's cool. But you are gonna have your own company and you have to bring it back to these kids in New Orleans. And so that just always stuck with me. You know, I just always had this, like, this feeling in me that I was gonna have to step away and start my own thing. And that was, it was terrifying. It was hard. You know, I loved what I was doing. I loved what I was doing at BET. I loved my coworkers and, you know, just like, you know, you are getting paid a certain amount. (laughs) Every week, like right. <laughs> so to step away and start building your own company, it was—I mean, it was tough. But I always—I I always knew it. I always knew I was going to have my own company.
0: So, what was the process like? How did you start your company? What did you do?
1: Okay. <laughs> I <I'm getting> broke. <laughs> I'm going to make this short. I'm going to make this short, but I want to make sure that people understand like what it takes to even build something from the ground up and to step away from something that you love, that you are excelling in. BT was like, like I loved it. I loved working there. I love New York. Like I just, I was like, okay, like I'm growing, you know, I'm starting to get some like air under my wings. Different executives are starting to like really pay attention and pour into me. And, you know, they wanted to move me into a direction that they saw fit for me that's when i knew it was time for me to go and then not that it was a bad thing it was i was great on production management i was a really good line producer you know so i was excelling in the production management department but i knew i always i was a producer at heart you know i just when i was a kid i was a producer i just didn't know the title of it i didn't know what to call it but as I started to grow and develop in the industry you know I was able to put a title to to what my gift was Mm -hmm. so that was something that was always in me I knew it was time for me to leave because I started to be really really unhappy like before I would wake up and I was excited to go to work like that was Mm -hmm. never an issue for me to wake up work out eat and I'm going to the office like that was Mm -hmm. like that made me happy every single day then it started to feel like i was dreading it it was miserable i didn't even want people to talk to me at work anymore mm-hmm. and i'm like this isn't this isn't me and i'm like mm-hmm. it's not me it's because i hit my ceiling you know there's like nowhere else for me to grow personally you know that i could continue to excel on a on a personal level and so mm-hmm. when i realized that i'm like all right it's time you know, I have to kind of start moving into the direction of building my own company. And when I decided that, I decided that in my mind first. I started to save. I took the whole year and I'm like, okay, I got to change my attitude. You know, I have to find a reason to go in and do this every day. And the team that I started with wasn't there anymore. So, you know, it was just like, it was a whole new face of a company. And I just, it wasn't the same. And... I was still getting like great opportunities. My bosses were still giving me shows to work on. Like I was managing a few shows at a time. I was traveling a lot and it was cool, but it just still didn't feel like I didn't feel the joy, you know, in it, but I didn't slack. And that's one thing I want people to hear from this. I didn't slack up on my work. I gave it a hundred percent. I had to build myself up every day to go in and give it a hundred percent. And that was really tough. That was a tough year, a really hard year for me. I just started saving. I didn't spend anything on, like, I'm a shopper. I love shopping. You know that, Jordan. No, no. (laughs) I didn't spend any money. I didn't spend at all. I was wearing the same thing for a year straight. And I'm like, I have to save enough to be able to move. And I remember me and my friends were having a conversation. And one of them mentioned Atlanta, and I'm like, damn, that's it. I think that's where I need to go. So packed up, moved to Atlanta, and then I, I had one project when I first got to Atlanta, and then
0: nothing. So when you first got to Atlanta, were you fully a hundred percent like working for yourself or were you still Mm-mm. okay?
1: I wasn't working for myself at all, actually. I started the company, I named it, you know, I got the LLC for it, but I wasn't working for myself. I was still working freelance projects. So when I moved to Atlanta, I had a couple projects here and then I just went into like this, I just went into like this dark space and I thought Atlanta was gonna be like this new, you know, just exciting journey for me and it wasn't that. I stayed in my apartment a lot for at least a year and Mm -hmm. a half, like a lot. And I just spent time writing, developing a plan for my company, developing, you know, just the way I wanted it to look, the way I wanted it to feel, the type of employees I want, the type of people I wanted to be around, the type of clientele I wanted to um, promote to. So I spent a lot of time by myself, praying, literally crying. I probably cry like every other day. (laughs) and you know
0: and that's 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 part that's that's part of the game when you decide to be out on your own because it's we live in a society where everybody makes it look easy yeah yeah it's the the, it looks like you just are like you I'm gonna quit the next day you got this business it's successful it's great it's all the things and it's like no not really it's been years of me trying to figure out like what is the business what is the path how do i make it happen how do i build the clientele so tell me a little bit about that like what was how did you like promote your business to get people to know about this to be like oh let me call kristen and like minds don to do this like how did that happen
1: so i started taking freelance projects and then I would just ask like, can I work under my company name? And, you know, we come from that world where people wanna be paid through their company, not as an individual. So no, understanding why, I didn't know why people would fight for it so hard, but now, you know, having my own company and you know, you have yours and you understand like you what the fight is about. You know, you mm-hmm. want to you grow your company. So mm-hmm. I would just, Take on, I didn't even care if it was me being a production manager, um, if it was me being an associate on something. I took a step back and started to take jobs that I had surpassed, you know, so, but all to work under my company name. And then what I have really been skilled at is development. You know, I'm really, really good with developing people. So I would hire like all of these PAs and people would see the way I would train them and talk with them and like, you know, give them tasks and walk them through things. So I'm like, okay, I'm starting to build, you know, a little team, you know, out here in Atlanta. And it was, it was, it started to become fun for me again. And what I did, which I think really, really helped me early on is that I, I, pro- I wasn't, one, I was spending all of my savings. And then two, I wasn't making as much money on these projects because I wanted to develop young people. So I would take the money that I was making and pay them. So I, pro- I probably wasn't really seeing any money in the beginning, like anything. Because what I noticed, Jordan, is that when our circle, when we will reach out to each other, And we like, oh, we need a coordinator or we need this or we need that. It was always us. It's like a group of about, what, 10 of us maybe? Uh Uh And we're spread through New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles. But if if one of us couldn't do it, we didn't have anybody outside of our circle to call on and to trust and to hand off a project mm-hmm. you know that things are going to get taken care of so yeah. i took two years just complete development like developing pas coordinators managers i just pour everything into like developing them and i wasn't really i'm telling you i wasn't making any money for like two years then the pandemic hit, and i'm just like oh, bruh this is a joke <laughs> you gotta be kidding me like this is a joke this is a joke but the pandemic actually it helped me it helped me I mean I did I had COVID a couple times but it helped me because I understood um digital production I knew you know how to work in the digital space so Mm -hmm. I was able. I really. I was able to be called on by um, one of my favorite companies, Revolt. I helped with the Revolt Virtual Summit, and from there, like I was able to get so many virtual projects and produce virtually. And people weren't. They didn't understand it. So I'm like, okay. I sat at home for like a year when I got to Atlanta. So all I was on was the computer and trying to figure out different ways to work, you know, technology. And like, that's all I was doing. So I'm like, all right, God, like you had a reason for sitting me down, you know, for a while so that Mm -hmm. I can really go in and study things that I had no clue about. So I I pretty much excelled during the pandemic and that catapulted me to where I am now.
0: It's so funny because most of the people that I've spoken to, about their businesses have identified the pandemic as like that was it like that was the thing that like catapulted my business and made a difference and somebody that i spoke to was saying how um during the pandemic a lot of like a lot of things were happening right and we had um, george floyd was during the pandemic and all those things were going on and it was a time where like the world wanted to put a lot of focus on black people and Mm -hmm. black businesses Mm -hmm. how do we support black owned businesses and how do we support small businesses Mm -hmm. and that allowed a lot of us to maintain and grow i mean even with my company like one of the first big things for me was during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and somebody reached out and was like hey jordan i need to produce this virtual press event and red carpet for PBS, do you know somebody that can do it? I said- Me. Me. <laughs> Available. <laughs> when in North, like if it hadn't been the pandemic, I would have been like, oh yeah, let me connect you with, right. let me give you that person. Right. But because I had the time, like I was still working, but I'm like, I'm also, I, I have time. Mm-hmm. So I was able to produce that myself. And I was like, hmm. Okay, I see it. And that was one of the things that was like, oh, you you did this? And then that client leads to like, right. they're like, oh, who did that? And they're like, right. oh, Jordan and Oracle Media did it. Like, that's who did it. And then it goes from there. What, what would you say so far you feel like has been like one of your biggest challenges as a business owner?
1: I think budgets. One of my biggest challenges is is being trusted with the amount of money that I'm asking for. And I can confidently say it because of the world we come from. We come from production management. We come from managing million dollar budgets, you know, that not are they aren't necessarily given to us and our company at that time It was just, we had to manage those budgets. So we had to hire the third party companies and work with them. And, you know, we had to make sure those numbers were right. We had to hire producers and camera operators and technicians. And, you know, we had to do all of that post-production. We had to see it all the way through. So we spent 10 years developing, you know, ourselves. Mm-hmm. And understanding what it takes to put on a production and to see mm-hmm. it all the way through from idea to the time that is airing. So I understand and know how to manage a budget because I've done it for other people and I've done it diligently. You know, I don't I don't play when it comes to putting my name on something like mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to treat it as if it's mine. So understanding that and then pitching yourself and pitching your company and, you know, breaking down, you know, what it's gonna take for us to do it. And then, you know, you get that pushback on, okay, so, well, well why are we paying you so much? Or, you know, like, why? So I think that that has been, that's been sort of a challenge for me because I'm yeah. like, are you, are,
0: you, are you serious? right? <laughs> you seriously asking me this question? I you wanna know something, I, I also think that like, we have a a leg up in a sense of like to your point, we manage the million dollar budgets, we hired the third-party consultant teams. Mm-hmm. We know what y'all got. We we know. We
1: know where the money is hiding. We know, we where, know where the, the money saving. Is hiding. And we because we have to do it. And you know, like under And I'm saying we know where the money is hiding, not because it's like, okay they're trying to take this money and do something. You know that you're going to have things that you're going to have to put money towards. Like you have last minute discrepancies that you have to take care of. You may need to bring more people on. You may need to go out. Okay, you have the plan to be in Atlanta shooting this the whole time, but you may get a call and say we need a team to be in L.A. tomorrow and you need to spend that money. So we understand like what it takes to put on a project. We understand Mm -hmm. how to spend the money. And so to have to always fight and explain that is kind of tough, you know, it is, it's tough. And sometimes it's discouraging. It's discouraging in ways where it's like, do they really believe, you know, do they really believe that, you know, I can do it? Are they trying to bring another company on, you know, like, Are they just testing me? But Mm -hmm. the thing is like, I'm not, I get discouraged sometimes, but I'm not quitting because I know what my purpose is in this. Yeah. So sometimes even if it's not what I'm asking for, I'm gonna try to get close to it and I'm gonna knock it out the park, you know? So, but hopefully this year, that is not my biggest challenge. Last year it was, and years before.
0: Another thing I wanna to talk to you about is let's talk about the Myers clan, okay? I just I just wanna say that I respect and love so much how like your business, it's not just you, but we seeing your brothers, we seeing your sisters, like everybody is doing something and has their own lane where it like works within a business. Like not only do you have like minds down, but you like, a whole artist manager, like at a management team to the family, like, how in the world are you balancing all of that? And like, how? I don't even know.
1: (laughs) I don't know how I balance it because, okay, it's four of us, two boys, two girls. I have an older brother, I have a little sister, and then I have a baby brother. They're all artists they're all creatives, like they are all a ball of artistic thoughts and visions and like, this is the house that I grew up in. Even my parents, like very artsy, you know, just nothing was off limits when it came to expressing ourselves, Uh, like wanting to start a new project. I played the violin, I played the um, clarinet, like, you know, I ran track, I was a dancer, I've done like all of the arts. So my siblings, same way. Like if my brother wanted to fly to the moon, my parents would be like, okay, well, let's figure out, you know, how to get you an intern and in NASA. <laughs> like they just, they nothing was off limits for us. So then, you know, I knew I was gonna build a company. I always knew that. And I I have to like give it to my older brother, De Niro. He really like paved the way for me. He would take me to all of these concerts and like we going backstage and we will meet the artist and I'm young, he was like 15 doing this. And like my parents are letting him go with state property and like travel places. And he was on street teams and I'm just like, oh my God, I just want to do what my brother does. But of course, being a female, being a little girl, it's like, you cannot do that like, at all. But I feel like my brother took a step back like in all the things that he wanted to do that he saw for like his career to make sure that I was set. So like that, that's what really like started my journey is my brother. And then just the balance. My sister is a visual and performing artist. My brother, both of my brothers are performing artists. My older brother has a wellness company, juices, smoothies. So I manage all three of them and You could imagine being a sibling and then having to be a manager.
0: Who, it's listen. Like- I can't. I can't imagine. But let me tell you what I can imagine is <laughs> your parents being able to sit back, yeah, and be like, "We we got it right." Yeah,
1: yeah. You
0: know, yeah. We got it right. We yeah. did. We did what we were brought here and what we were provided as vessels to bring these children into the world to do. And I'm sure for them, like, especially now with like having kids of my own and being able to think about how intentionally I want to like pour into and support my children. Like mm-hmm. I can only imagine that they are beaming. Yeah. With, and, like uh, yeah, I can't uh, believe it.
1: I can't wait till we can retire them. That's that's what that's what I would go the four of us collectively have decided. Like this year is the year that they won't work another day in their life. So that's what we, that's our we'll goal this year is to yeah. make sure that they can now go and just travel the world, enjoy themselves and just really, you know, I know they are proud of us, but I feel like they would be like, wow, like y'all, mm-hmm. y'all really did this. Um, I don't know. I love my siblings, man. <laughs>
0: okay. Listen, if y'all, y'all need to get to know the Myers clan. They a good time. <laughs> I love your siblings too, just like they are my siblings. I, we are. We are.
1: <laughs> they my best friends. And they, you know what? They understand, we we really understand that we're all individually building something. So mm-hmm. they give me grace when, you know, I can't show up for something for them. And, you know, I'm really zoned in on my projects and what I'm doing. And the beautiful thing is that they are all self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You deal with a lot of artists that, um, that you have to do everything for. And I've been there, I've saw You know, I've, I've witnessed it. I've worked with artists where you are the babysitter, you're the chef, you're the um, assistant, you're um, the personal shopper, you mm-hmm. are their therapist, you're the sister, mom, you know, you, you're everything to them. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that's not the type of artist that I saw longevity for myself because mm-hmm. of what I'm building with Like Minds Dying. So with my siblings, they can handle certain things on their own you know and we are building a team around each of them right now so that they can have an assistant they can have a um a, a day-to-day manager and i can you know step in on the important things and you know just helping to develop the people around them
0: right so with the knowledge that you have now the clients that you have now like now that we have made it over you know <laughs> made so, it
1: over we did
0: <laughs> made it over to the other side now we, we still going we have made it over to the other side <laughs> but if you had to go back and tell Kristen from 2016 2017 any advice Or what what would you tell? What would you tell Kristen from like six, seven years ago about what she has to look forward to?
1: About what I have to look forward to?
0: Yeah. Or what advice would you give Kristen from six years ago?
1: The advice I would give is to take time for myself. Learn to say no to some things, learn to say I need a minute and really take time to myself and be serious about that. Like put time on the calendar where, okay, no calls, no meetings, no text messages, just really take a moment for myself, whether that moment is a full day, whether that moment is a week, like I don't care what it is, it's whatever I need because I give my all to everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I literally, like there's not, they're at a, there was a point where, if you call, I'm there. If you need me to work on something, I'll get on the plane and come and do it. Whether that, and that sometimes compromised the important things that I had going on in my life. So mm-hmm. sometimes just saying I need a minute or saying no and taking time for myself because. I mean, I've had anxiety attacks, you know, like my health became, you know, just compromised because I was giving everybody else my all. So now that's helped me a lot. Like I freed up so much space in my life and it took some time for people to get used to it, especially my family, because I'm like, y'all are the first people I'm saying no to. Like, yeah, and I, I know it's gonna hurt and, but I know that y'all are gonna understand because y'all know how I show up. So I would say just being okay, giving myself—I know this is kind of cliche—giving myself
0: grace. Listen, but there ain't nothing cliche about it, and I'm—I'm I'm the grace queen because I'm gonna tell you real quick. Like for your Sandy, you have like we are so hard on ourselves, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and we're so hard on ourselves, and we're constantly like looking and nitpicking it could be better or it could be different or dang, I should have done this. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't begin to tell you how many like projects I've worked on or how many things I've done where like you finish a project and you get to sit down and be like, dang, I could have, or Mm -hmm. I should have a blah, blah. And while everybody is like, oh my God, you did such a great job. And we are having internal conflict. Like Going through it, like, Like, it was horrible. I hated it. Going to the bathroom. It was great. Crying. (laughs) Like, (laughs) balling. Tears, Chris. Everybody is like, this was, and we're like. (laughs) Jordan, you know what I will say?
1: That I admire. Like, you, you said, I want a family. I remember, I remember, I literally remember being in the office and I remember when you were dating your husband and mm-hmm. I remember like, okay, well, should I go out there and should I talk to him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. all of this, like I remember it. And you did something that a lot of women um, and a lot of women who have uh, these these roles where they have to manage companies and people and businesses and they're ranked. And then you see a lot of black women who have these outstanding, successful careers and yeah. they're single and they don't have children. And not to say that everybody wants kids or that mm-hmm. everybody wants to be married or in a relationship. You know, some people just, that's not the pet. That's not what they want to do. Right. But then there are a lot that I talk to and I'm like, What happened like you know like why didn't you you know just um take time and like date somebody or you know why didn't you have a baby and they just they just didn't have time and then years just passed but i look at them and like wow the careers that they have amazing but you jordan at your young age (laughs) you have two beautiful children you're married You look happy. Y'all always like, look, and I'm not saying anything is perfect, but you know, you and your husband, y'all look like y'all really enjoy each other and work and balancing and kids, the family. So I just, I admire that so much because a lot of women want, and then you didn't miss a step in your career. Like you own a company and your company is doing fucking amazing work like y'all building a team you have kids and then you still investing in other kids like you know so i love that i love that about you so hopefully my, my husband is um
0: coming this year i guess got- we manifesting that we manifesting that we're gonna touch and agree i'm gonna put that in my prayer book and add it to my <laughs> list things that i'm asking the lord for it. why you blessing me lord christmas <laughs> I'm gonna send him down, Jesus. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him right, right on down to my sis because we need to go ahead and get that together. Right? Oh my God! Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I hope that the people who are listening and have heard this are inspired, inspired to do their own thing, inspired to know that they can like do their thing, support other people, give themselves some grace, say no, 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 no to all the people. Um, and if you're listening, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, share the episode. Like, let me know you're a favorite Black woman business owner, so we could talk to them too and figure out, you know, what they do with their businesses. And again, my name is Jordan Binston. This is Kristen Myers from Like Minds Done. Thank you guys so much for listening. And this is Minding My Black Woman-Owned Business. Thank you, Jordan. Wow. See <laughs> y'all.